Hello, everybody, and welcome back to DestroFrauds.com, movies and television podcast. As always, I'm dead. Joined today, we have Caveman. Aloha. And Cap. Uh. <laughs> Gonna be a bit of a low-key show, I guess, today. Yeah, it's been a busy... Oh, okay, not even busy. It's just been a really tiring week for, uh, for old Cap. Hey, my open... sleep schedule's been fucked. I was about to say, mine's been completely ruined. I don't, I, there's nothing left to salvage here. I'm running on two hours of sleep collectively for the last couple days, so... I'm actually beginning this better. This is the first time I've been awake in the daylight in, like, a week. And it's really irritating because there's so much stuff we've been trying to do in the daylight. Yeah, fuck the sun. I've actually been spending a lot... I've actually been, like, getting a fair amount of time. Like, yeah, I go... Like, yeah, I wake up at, like, noon, but I'm still getting, like, fucking eight hours because I don't have anything to do with my fucking day. You people with your lives and things. jobs. I mean, God, I'm making the money, but at what cost? My sanity? Is it worth? Yeah, meanwhile, I'm, meanwhile I'm sitting over here having... Thinking about it now, not worn clothes for most of a month. I mean, do you need them? Not in my house, I don't. Especially when there's nobody else here. Exactly. So, like, let's I be honest. You. It is just... I hate you for that, dead man. It is so nice. I've just been able to fucking, like, walk around my entire house. Okay, let's talk about movies before we actually get into describing dead man's junk. Yeah, uh, or personal life, because no one's really interested in that. No, fucking nobody is. Oh, I was just being goofy. Why do you think the Anything Cast, the podcast where we had nothing to talk about except our lives, didn't last? The Anything Cast? Yes. Oof. But, um, I guess we should start with, um, introductory order and who, you know, who saw what this week. Okay. Cap, you saw Spider-Man. Oh, I saw Spider-Man. <laughs> that, mm. I'll just... My quick my quick review, if I wasn't geeking out the whole time, I was laughing my ass off. Hands down, the best Spider-Man. Um, I know people always want to say, like, oh, well, golly, I, I, I do love the first Tobey Maguire, and it's like, I understand nope. that. Nope. I super <laughs> understand that. The yeah. solid factor in there was great, but it's like, my gosh, this new one, it was so much fun. It was just pure fucking fun. Yeah, yeah, pretty Hands much. Hands down, like, the best Spider-Man movie. Um, character was great. Uh, the guy who was playing uh, Peter was great. Tom Holland. Uh, Tom Holland is what I meant to say. Um, a guy that who, was phenomenal. A young actor who unfortunately shares the name of a director who made um, Fright Night and the Langoliers. The Langoliers. memorable. <laughs> You but, don't remember scaring the little girl? Nah. Oh, come on, dude. All right, at some point. Uh, there's okay, a Halloween. lot of things I don't remember. Halloween. We're doing a fucking Let's Watch of the Langoliers. But what oh, I will no. say is Tom Holland did a phenomenal job. Uh, every character felt real. Like, they actually felt like... They, they, they interacted with each other like real people. And I really appreciated that. Um... They they uh, downplay the strange attractiveness of Aunt May, which I'm fully okay with, because I was like, is this, yeah. is, this, is this the meme? 
her major <laughs> scenes were kind of a ooh cringeworthy moment for me because I was just like, really, really. I mean, it and the first me thing we hear about Aunt May is the Spanish guy who makes the best sandwich in town wants to fuck her. I mean, great. I think there was a lot of goose about that. But realistically, it didn't bother me at all. I thought the character like, was fine. I didn't. That's she, actually the I don't thing. Know, she felt I like was, an aunt. She was around the age. I was age expecting. Of what a I was expecting to cringe massively at those scenes, and I wound up actually laughing at them. <laughs> but, <laughs> this I mean, entire mo- movie, I reflexively was about to cringe, <laughs> and it never came. <laughs> I mean, for the most part, I really enjoyed. The characters, I think they were all really appropriately placed and well done. Like, she's the appropriate age for an aunt. I mean, I under- we all know Aunt May's classically been uh, been an older 900. woman, but um, she doesn't have to be. She really doesn't have to be. Um, I mean, hell, I have aunts around her age. But the point of it all was, uh, she played her part well. I enjoyed that. Tom Holland did a really, really good job. <laughs> like, fuck, I can't get over how good of a Spider-Man he is. Um, or, or Peter Parker for yeah, at that. Um, yeah, like for like he's kind Michael of Michael Keaton. He's phenomenal. Like he, like uh, Tom Holland's kind of the counterpoint to everybody saying like, oh, you can't make a fucking Peter Parker in the modern day because there's no nerds like that. Like, motherfucker. I, yeah, I love yeah, how right. they implemented two pivotal Spider-Man like trope scenes into um, this movie. I absolutely love the fact that he always had those stupid shirts. <laughs> oh yeah, like, just the oh I uh, I lost a hydrogen ion or something. It's like don't be so. It's like are you? Uh, this is the whole are you positive negative? Like don't be so negative. Shit like that. That I'm not even doing it, the joke justice, but. Um, like nerd graphic tees, like those people who walk around with like a fucking cardboard tees, box goofy with a cat stuff. paw coming out of it. Because you know he's a bit of a dumpster diver, and he kind of gets whatever is av- he can uh, is available to him. Because I really like the fact that they're playing on the fact that he has no money. Because that's Spider Man. Yeah, he doesn't have money. Yeah. I loved his hiding spot for his original costume. Yeah, it was just so dumpster. Good. Yeah, just and then it was stolen. No, 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 no. His original costume, the locker. Oh, just that little yeah. I I, so I found great. that really charming. Just he just lifts up the entire locker, and I'm like, right. oh, double yeah. checks. I, I, no my first thought was like, wow, that's a good that. spot. I like that. That's funny. It was so good because I mean, for as much as we talked about it on the podcast, there was so many things that like just the, it was the little things that weren't spoiled for me, and I think those are the little things that what made me enjoy the movie the most, just because it was so, it was just so charming. It was a really nice breath of fresh air. It wasn't some galactic threat. It was just yeah. It was a heist sp- movie, street street level spider. Uh, I wouldn't say a heist movie, dude. Come it on, really fucking didn't. what Michael Keaton, what, what the Vulture and them were doing? That's a fucking heist. I mean, technically, yes, it's a heist, but I wouldn't say it's a heist movie. Uh, heist movies are entirely different. From there, from from the, I think I think I might have mentioned this, but like from the Vulture and their perspective, it is a heist movie. But like from the, our from like our perspective, following. Well, I was Spider-Man, about to say it's like, well, what are we watching? A Spider Man movie or a Vulture movie? Oh yeah, if it was but, if, um, if it was a vulture movie, it would be like a fucking Ocean's Eleven kind of thing. Um, the vault. Uh, but Michael Keaton, phenomenal job. I think he's as always still get, has still got it. Um, just, I actually just loved the little how things much to make Spider that they did to just make Spider Man real. I, they, I loved the, it. The villains have so much fucking character in this movie too. Um, like, I absolutely love the fact that the shocker. 
Um, also, was there dead, for a you second. were wrong. He was kind of wearing the costume. And then he was back. <laughs> it was like, eh, you're the, fuck that asshole. You're the new shocker. Congrats. I was like, I like that. Yeah, and like, and like later in the movie, I remember a thing of, I, I, might, I, might, be just, I might have just made this up. I'm not entirely sure, but... I seem to remember a bit where like Bokeem Woodbine he like got the like got the glove wasn't really that hot on it and then I like at a later scene he's like yeah I'm coming around with this thing and then just punches Spider Man yes that, uh, he, that, yeah, exact, that, that exact thing happens yeah <laughs> I did I love the scene where they're both having like their tech support like okay how do I do the damper things <laughs> just like oh, yeah, take a yeah. web any web <laughs> um, <laughs> that was great what uh, else was I pleased with. I uh, loved how what, what did he I, what did he name his Karen AI Karen Karen, Karen. Karen was good. My favorite thing was that invasive every, or overplayed. Every major character actually had a lot of depth and a lot of shades of gray. Yeah, them. just no one had was purpose. just good or evil. Even or there the for no fucking, reason. Even the fucking minions had like something to them. The guy who is the shocker. Yeah, he like, was like, I'm not. I'm bouncing. This is not my shtick here. I don't want to get involved with the Avengers, stuff like that. And I was like, fair enough. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Black You're Shocker, not White Shocker. Bokeem Woodbines. Yeah, but he was as well. He he was trying to ba- uh, bounce as well, and he was no, like, no, Bokeem, stick around. No, no, at near the end of the film, he was like, stick around, we can make this work, and he's like, alright, fine. I'll stick with you on this one. Alright, yeah, he Because he wanted to bounce. Well, the thing I actually like about him is he watches a man get killed in front of him by accident and instead of what would normally happen in a movie which would be like him freaking out and turning on on his allies or um him going full evil maniacal like yes this is what i've always wanted bullshit he's just like oh fuck that's not the one i wanted to use okay boss and yeah like i act i actively really liked that because that that speaks to a level of loyalty from him. Like I also this guy, like, well, yeah, because he was a genuinely good guy. He's literally look. He literally did it firstly to look out for his company and his employees. Like it was like shit. Uh, I put a lot of money into this. Not only am I going to lose money off of all this money that I sunk into uh, this reclamation um, uh, program and cleanup crew. But also, my employees are going to lose a shit ton of income for this. Like, he was considering the realistic things of it first, not the whole, I'm frustrated with um, Tony Stark or whatever for doing his thing. Like, I mean, yes, it was also that in and of itself that motivated him, but I like the fact that he was like, shit, kind of fucked over a lot of families here. And I was like... I like that. It's it's the, reasonable thinking. It's grounded. It's grounded in reality. Yeah, it's almost like they kind of went out of their way to write like an anti-vulture because vulture's like origin of the comics is ah oh, they stole my research cartoonishly evil. Well, yeah, because I believe I believe uh, Tombs worked for um, not Stark. Roxxon, something bullshit like that. Uh, he either worked for Roxxon Oil or. Um, Oh god, this is killing me. Um He worked for he worked for a major tech conglomerate. It doesn't really matter. I think he worked for also the Green Goblin at one point before uh Oscorp before they did that. I, I think he I think he worked for Norman Osborn at one point, but that might have just been one of the many iterations of his origin. 
Yeah, but but it wasn't that. It wasn't like oh, like they saw my genius, and so now I'm gonna fucking suck the youth out of people. Yeah. God, that was weird. Yeah. Instead, it was like, hey, I fucking gotta get okay. mine and pay my people. Okay. But um, I uh, let's see. Favorite um, character. Favorite. I character. can't think of what else that I haven't mentioned besides just um, Peter. I genuinely enjoyed what Tom Holland did. I mean, Ned was great. I really do enjoy that. That they pretty much uh, uh, did not only included Ned as the as the friend here, but also the fact that it was a nod to um, Miles Morales universe. Uh, Ned Genki, or not Ned? Um, Genki. That's what I meant to say. Uh, it was a nod to Genki, and I really appreciated that because he was one of the most popular characters in that show, besides Miles. Oh yeah, and since, it was since you and- mentioned Ned, I have to say he was my favorite character. And it's actually, like, two moments for Ned that make him my favorite character. Because one moment directly ties into a major point for his character. When he, you know, webs up somebody, it's just like a... Okay, now he's gonna be like, I wanna be out in the field and swinging on webs, get me superpowers too! And then immediately he's like, guy in the chair! Yeah, he was just like, it's, hell yeah, I'm playing the role I want to play. Yeah, He I processed am, exactly what hey, kind of I, situation I, I, I want, he like, was in, and like, he acted like a sane person. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> so many characters just go immediately over the top. Though he was a standard TV hacker. Was a... Standard TV hacker. May or may not have cut out there a little bit. A little uh, bit. Cave. By a little bit, I mean entirely. Yeah. I said he was a standard TV hacker. Yeah, yeah, totally. in, he was. He said he was. He was fucking hacking into like how many different things from a fucking like school library. Which was still funny. Well, he used his it laptop funny, to but... do the hacking. He was just googling manuals on the other computers. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because like he because. What I like is people are like, oh, what the hell? He's, why is Peter Parker so young here? It's like, well, he's a high schooler. He's been Spider-Man since he's 15. Yeah, he was literally written to be the hero of teens. Yeah, like, so. when everyone was still dealing with the whole, oh, teens are still just sidekicks and nothing more. That's what the significance of his, po- to, that's the key to his popularity is that he's like, oh, well, kids and tweens and teens, they can be the hero as well. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah. When I say penis, you say Parker. Penis. That was <laughs> stupid, but I loved it because it was stupid. It made yeah, so it, much sense. Like, it really worked for this iteration It of makes sense for the He was just a stupid, idiot. obnoxious character. I loved him for it. Oh, uh, man. No, this movie was... It was the perfect Spider-Man movie. Like It's what we I needed. Can't... It was refreshing. It wasn't some retarded galactic threat that we always have to deal with. It was it was grounded. It, like he, like he said, he was being the friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Yeah, he said it himself. Even leaving the notes, just like hey, uh, oh yeah, yeah, and he left like the web, notes, and I always appreciated. He's like that. a webbed up guy hey, with a little fucking like post note on him. If this isn't your bike, if this isn't your bike, don't steal it, Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, just like that. It's just the little things like that. They didn't have to do these stupid jokes that went on for. A minute too long than they need. A minute longer than they needed. And there was that weird fairy so bit. 
Yeah, and I really like oh, the, yeah. the, the that was the, a great that was a great um joke. what's the word I'm looking for? Uh not illusion, but just homage. Not even homage. I was just Reference. gonna say like uh, the fact that they had a clip a of it going on in the background. I mean, I mean, yes, that that as a, is its core, but there's a term for it. So, Dad, who was your favorite character? Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, I like to do this because it makes you actually talk about a single character without going into every character of the fucking thing. Weirdly, well, it wasn't enough, even that. It's yeah, just we- for the fact that it lets you bring up scenes that you enjoyed, and you're like, oh, I that character that I liked was also in said scene. So weirdly enough, I kind of really loved Karen. I know, um, right? It was charming. <laughs> it was I, it was it was like Cortana on steroids done right. Like I didn't expect to like it as much as I did, and I'm happy that it, it had a presence in the film. She was really sweet, and I'm glad that he's going to have her back in the future. That and the fact that like he was really just speaking to his suit for a little while for advice, I just thought that was cute. Yeah, it's only been 37 minutes. And he's like, holy fuck, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'll, go insane. Yeah. Also, voiced by Jennifer Connelly. And I kinda like her. Um, who played MJ in that again? Uh, she, Zendaya. She has like a stage... I was about to say, isn't that like a stage name? Uh, I think so. She's a Disney thing. She's a Disney girl? I think so. I'm I mean, I can believe girl. it. In a Disney world. Oh no! Still wait, though, actually, um, um, so Zendaya is actually her real name. Oh, yeah. Cool. She just don't. She just. It, just, it yeah. sounded like it just sounded like a stage name. Yeah, her her real name is Zendaya. Uh, Zendaya Maria Stormer Coleman. Wow, but that's she goes practically a superhero name in and of itself. Yeah, but she is goes she by from California. Zendaya. Is she from California? Still, good work. <laughs> Enjoyed it. Yes, actually, Oakland. Apparently, um, it wasn't shoving it down your throat. She acted pretty much how an MJ should. Kind of, ki- kind of, she's like a mini bully to Peter. And it's, it's, it's not, she just pokes fun at him. She, she grounds him when everything's being a little too serious for him. Yeah, she but, tugs on his pigtails. Yeah, but like that last bit of was like, hey, my friend's coming MJ. I was, I was just getting fucking flashbacks to fucking Dark Knight Rises and Robin. I mean, it wasn't that bad, to be honest. Like, I wasn't offended by it at all. It was just like, oh, huh. Check that out. I'm not offended. Like it just kind of. It it was just it was just it, a quick it just moment. showed that like we didn't need to have. Insert Gwen Stacy. Insert Mary Jane Watson. But insert Liz Allen. I don't even remember who she is. Who? <laughs> Liz Allen. I don't remember. Uh, she was. About she went to high school. She went to high school with uh, Peter, Harry, and all of them. Uh, she ended up marrying Harry. It, it, was, the, it was the main love interest for Peter in this movie. I know who she is in the movie. I don't know who she is in the comics. Oh, uh, technically, Peter's first love interest. Yeah, first love interest ended up marrying Harry Osborn. Um, currently, I believe she's the head of Alchemex. Harry well, Osborn? Get... I'm pretty sure she married Ned. No, Betty Brant married Ned. Oh, no, that's what it was. Remember we had that whole conversation last yep. episode about it? <laughs> I loved the newscasters. Yeah. Speaking of Betty Brant, I loved the newscasters. I lost they my were shit at Comic so, Sans. They were so fucking terrible at it, <laughs> and it was brilliant. I highly enjoyed reminded, the Comic Sans. It reminded me of high school, and just like, oh, wow, yeah. Huh. 
Oh, that's yeah. awkward. You got shot down hard, didn't you? We give... Yeah. <laughs> and so we send out our thanks to the amazing Spider-Man. No, no, no. It was just the Spider-Man. <laughs> they never like, said the amazing. It was like they're very... They're very hold. They're very like obvious. Trying to hold off, trying to say it until the other person starts speaking, because <laughs> they didn't rehearse it at all. But yeah. But um, um, overall, very good movie. There's a lot of little things they didn't need to have, but they did. Um, it could have been something really, really trite, and it wasn't. And I think they're understanding where they're supposed to be going with their movies now in terms of writing, dialogue, and characterization. Yeah. And I, I think we'll movie... only get more of that good stuff come Black Panther. I have to give this movie, like, a 98 out of 100. And I mean, yeah, only... it wasn't perfect, obviously, but... The, the only reason that, that I'm we giving it... kind of treated as, it, as, it, as... Well, why wasn't it perfect... Well, the only reason that I'm giving it a 98 is because it actually stepped on the toes of one of my favorite scenes from comic books. Um, this this Which gets is? a little this well this is a little spoilery towards the end, so if you don't want to hear about it, skip ahead like five minutes or so. Um, towards the end, he is Spider-Man is pinned under rubble, and I'm talking and you Ooh, remember several yeah, really tons like of rubble. Yeah, in in my That's favorite scene, the scene that made me realize, yeah, this is this is my Spider-Man. This is my well, Peter Parker. Well, in my favorite scene in comics, this happens. He is crushed under tons of rubble. The area is filling with water. He's going to drown. And in an entirely silent sequence, he lifts the rubble off of himself. And my, like, I loved the scene. I loved it. But my favorite thing about the scene in the comic strip was that it it was the moment that I decided... That you don't need words, you don't need sounds, you don't need anything to convey the beauty and weight of a moment other than a single image. And the fact that he was saying, come on, Spidey, come on, Spidey, as he was doing it, makes me to, I have to just deduct the just tiniest points. Because it was still, it was beautiful, it was perfect, but I will always look at that scene and remember what the comics did, say the comics did it better. So yeah, I have true. to. So you, so you look at that scene. Oh, it's perfect. Points. Minus points because of it. Yeah, actually. Minus points <laughs> because it's not perfect. <laughs> this perfect scene minus was so be- not perfect that I have to deduct points from this perfect scene. Minus points because it got the intent of the scene wrong. Because when they were originally drawing that panel, they were like, "We have to do this silently because that will convey so much more." Like the panic up until, great. If they had done that scene with just silent grunts of exertion, I would have shit myself with glee in the theater and given this movie a perfect 100. But right now it's sitting at five stars because I can't give it like 4.98 stars or some shit like that. <laughs> I mean, overall, I had a good time. It's exactly what I wanted out of this, out of my Spider-Man movie. Um, And I hope we get more of, not the same, but of... More of this the quality. same quality, just the same care put into a scene, yeah, or not a scene, but a movie. And hey, fucking going forward, we'll have something that no other fucking Spider-Man movie has had, which is Aunt May fucking knows. Oh my god, Aunt May knows. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Um, I mean, I've seen it done. Just not in the movies, of course. Yeah, this will be the, this be the first like Spider-Man memory kiss or like Superman did. And, Sp- and I'm enjoying that because I think a lot of people realize these days that there's just 
no, no point. point to dual identities these days in this modern age because it's not really much of a uh, it, it's it's not as much of a threat as it as it was played up to be way back when in the fifties. Yeah, but like, even even when it was played up back then, it didn't make any fucking sense. Like, hey, you need to protect your identity, otherwise, villains will go after people you love. Like, I understand keeping your identity secret from villains, but how does keeping your identity secret from the people you're trying to protect protect them? Yeah, because it's like, well, great. Now I know these. It's like these people are attacking the people I love, and they don't know why. It's like, oh no, my octogenarian aunt was fucking taken by Dr. Octopus. She has no idea why and will probably have yeah, a heart attack soon out of pure confusion. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, kind of, uh, no context here. All right, hi, Doc Ock. I know who. <laughs> yeah. It's like, who, it's like, who is she supposedly supposed to know? It's like, it, it doesn't affect them. Nope, not at all. And it's just fucking... Other than the fact that they're now hostages for reasons that they don't they don't get to understand. Yep. I did love his reasoning for not telling her. It wasn't a I need to protect her because of my secret identity. It was a It's she like she'll let, let me do let this. Me do this. <laughs> she'll stop me. Yeah, and also, you know, Uncle Ben just died, so the idea of me going out there fucking getting shot at. Yeah. Oh, my absolute favorite Not thing really about this movie was the lack be a fan of Uncle of. Ben dying. Yes, it just um, yes, we well, all know so what happened. Good. We all know what happened. Uncle Ben is dead in that same alley with the fucking Waynes. We don't need to fucking see that shit again. Yeah, <sighs> the fact that we just there didn't was need no Spider-Man spider origin. bite. There was no fucking making the shitty costume first and then getting the good one. It was just straight into Spider-Maning. <sighs> yep, because and everybody wanted. Okay, Wait, that's what this, I fucking needed to be. We, we need to stop talking about Spider-Man because we'll talk about it the entire fucking day if we don't. But well, I mean, that's all th- I happen to see, so that's all I got. Well, there's one more thing I want to cover. And do you guys remember the scene when he's at the party and he's leaving and he's web swinging and then he gets the open field and he shoots his webbing out and nothing? Yep. That made me think of the Spider-Man 2 game so fucking hard because i was like every time i'd be in fucking central park i'd just be hanging from a tree trying to figure out where to go so i could get on with the quest as fast as possible <laughs> oh i loved that it was so also much. a subtle punchline for a setup from earlier and i was really appreciative of that well how far can your web go i just yeah. stand on a building and shoot as far as I- you know that was also a, a masturbation joke right okay <laughs> Fucking all of Spider-Man's masturbation. <laughs> Regardless, though, I was incredibly... Um, just Whoever wrote it needs to write more. I need to see if the writers... Or uh, it was written by six directors. people. It was, that's true. I remember seeing that the credits of that. I mean, whatever works at the end of the day. I don't mind. I kind of do. I mean, if the end result is the same, what does it matter? Uh, it's just... Because Hollywood takes the wrong idea... Because like, Hollywood gets the wrong idea from everything good that happens. Very L- true. Like, 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 I like, mean, they, well, they'll, see, they'll see this movie, and, they'll, and instead of taking away the idea of like, oh, it will be staying true to the source, staying true to the character while still being able to do new things, or fucking keeping it like grounded or whatever, or doing this or doing this, it'll be, oh, fucking written by committee. And that Um, will be the lesson they take. I disagree, honestly. I think they're learning to ground themselves. Um, 
they did it in Doctor Strange. They did it in. Wait, was Spider Man the first new movie since Doctor Strange? Uh, yeah, I think. Guardians. Well, oh, Guardians Galaxy Two. I I didn't see that one because lack of interest. But it's um, really good. It is really good. I mean, if it did, it, I mean, if it grounds, if they keep grounding themselves in the same way that they do with the writing characterization, um, kind of hard to they ground have done in Doctor the Strange so far. Um, and what they've done, what they've done in Spider-Man: Homecoming, I think they're well on their way for um, a higher quality of movie that doesn't feel all samey like they did for the first. I don't know, five or six movies. They were all just the, the same. Yeah, and Guardians two. That's why they weren't very successful. Guardians two didn't so much ground itself as like it was still it was still about a fucking. It was about a bunch of space people finding out that one of the space people's dads a living planet. So it's kind of hard to like ground that. Well, one of the characters is just ground, right? So, <laughs> no, he's rooted, not grounded. Oh no, right, yeah, the uh, right. Sorry, wrong fucking character. I was thinking of. Anyway, and the proper line is he's rooted. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. So, what else did you guys say? All right, okay, man. Okay, well, we talked about the big one, the Spider Moon movie, which. I've already stated my love for that film. So, um, I've talked about this before. Uh, so, it's surprising. Uh, me having a repeat. Uh, Bright and Prejudice. Of all uh, the okay. movies, of all the of all the TV shows, of all the things I've watched, Bright and Prejudice is the last thing that should be on my list that I enjoyed. Okay. Well, what, what made it enjoyable? Well, first off, the that version I watched was... To, um... What led you to, to watching it? I'm getting married. She led me to watching it. Uh, you cut out for your first three sentences there. I heard she led me to watching it, and that's it. I, yeah. I said I'm getting married. She led me to watching it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we have context for how uh, it became, or how you came to watch it, tell me what is what is it that made it so enjoyable for you? Well, first off, I have to state that I am watching the six-hour A&E DVD version. Jesus. Wait, well, I, watching. I watched it. Literally, I just rewatched it. I love this. I love this show. It's really fucking good, and I don't think any version, like, any shorter could be any good. Um, And what All I right, love well, about I mean, it, anyone can watch something really long, so, but what, what, what stood out to you? Apparently you can't, though. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Speaking through a yawn. Every single character interaction is important in this. And that's what really stands out of, out to me. Because they are acting repress, repressed British nobility. Which means they can't say what they want to say to people. So you're reading it all in their eyes. The annoyance, the lust the eventual love it's all in subtle movements of the face and the eyes and these actors pull it off marvelously you can see when other characters are getting irritated you can see the subtle movements you can even see the grandiose gestures by the idiots who can't control their emotions who don't can know you, how to act like nobility can you cite a scene for us 
Um, you feel it's like play that well. It's an early. It's a relatively early scene. Um, our main characters are Mr. Darcy and Miss Elizabeth Bennet, and. Mr. Darcy is just annoyed at the party, but he's just got this stoic demeanor on the entire time, looking around at everybody around him, not really wanting to do anything. Then he sees Elizabeth, and his stoic demeanor doesn't change, but he can't take his eyes off of her. And that's what I'm talking about. It's it, it it's not a if it's not a look away and you miss it thing. It's a don't understand what a person's face can say and you miss it think it's a you could if you have no understanding of how to read a person's face you will be completely baffled when mr darcy eventually confesses his love oh gods though my personal favorite thing about the movie is to narrate what i think is going on in their heads and half of mr mr darcy's inner thoughts are dead ass <laughs> Um, so I can't actually recommend for me real quick. What movie or TV show here? I think it's a mini series because okay, it's six okay. fucking hours. It's six hours. And I, mean, I, I, also, I know I, long movies. It's just I thought it was a movie. It was just a very long, uncut version of a film. If you want to see it, I'm pretty sure it's on uh, Hulu. I'm pretty sure I saw it on Hulu. Um, I have the DVD, so I watched it on DVD. Um, I see. It started my fiance's love affair with Colin Firth, so if I ever meet him in purpose, I ha- in person, I have to shoot him. It's just a rule. Um, <laughs> but no, I fucking love this, and I can't recommend it to any of my friends because all my friends love explosions. <laughs> <laughs> like the only one I could recommend it to would be Cora, and Cora wouldn't watch it because it's in standard definition. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that sounds like Cora. <laughs> um but every single actor is very good at what they're doing. It's obvious that every single person in this tried their damnedest and it came out spectacularly. I wholeheartedly give it a recommendation if you like that kind of thing. If you like a slow boil romance where you have to really learn about the characters, their likes and dislikes, and you have you get to know every individual person, this is for you. If you want to see somebody sword fighting or blowing shit up, go watch The Princess Diaries. Yeah. Not also, Diaries, why Princess would you, Bride? Yeah. Also, why would you or look Game for fucking Thrones. sword fighting in a fucking movie about or like a TV or series or whatever about fucking the aristocracy? So, is there a year of release for this? When does this come out? Oh, fuck. Let me look at the DVDs. <laughs> um, the DVDs... Uh, it's copyrighted 2001. Um, let me see if I can't Google it real quick. And while I say I'm going to Google it, Dead Man's probably going to Google it ten times faster. I'm looking up news. I forgot to do that before we started the show. Manamana. 1995. And it was originally a six episode miniseries. So, yeah, 1995, folks. This is from 20 some odd years ago, and I think it's one of the best examples of looking at a character's face to actually, like, being, like having an actor 
being so into the role that you can read all of the characters ev- you can read every the characters every thought on their fucking face so Downton Abbey available now <laughs> okay so moving on anything else you watch Caveman uh, yes I've watched uh, I watched a few more things I also watched the Despicable Me movies Purely so that I could critique the Despicable Movie Me movie, the third Despicable Me movie, in equ- in equation to the other two, and it is by far the worst of the Despicable Me movies, but it's still better than Minions. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty low bar set as it is. Yeah, I was gonna say like that's not hard on either count. Yeah, uh, I'd give one an a one an eight or nine. Two a seven or eight, and three a five or six. I'd personally give all of them around a three. Damn. The first one's writing makes no fucking sense. We watch different movies, but the hey. The second one makes even less sense, but also hops on the back of the first one, making no sense. And then the third one, I'm probably not even going to give that movie the time of day. Because it's okay. turning into the Shrek movies in terms of sequels, and I'm just like, <laughs> uh, no thank you. I'm just going to say this. The movies were made to follow a kind of goofy nonsense logic. I mean, this is a world where they have such a thing which as I a villain Which I get, con. but when they want to... But yeah, which I get. It's just when they want to build on some of this goofy stuff they have, it's like, uh, well, that, make, that doesn't, doesn't make well, any the, sense. Well, they actually do something that's very important to me, and that's follow their own internal logic. But there the is no that... internal logic. In the second one, they establish that there's like a very what is supposed. I mean, blatantly, they show that they're very incompetent at their job. Uh, secret spy network tracking villains and stuff, and it's like, well, you guys are really bad at your job, then. Exactly. And they're it's like, really well, bad at their job. It's like, like, well, we're gonna employ villains. We're gonna employ you, a villain who understands how villains work. It's like. Well, you understand that Vector literally pretty much lived down the street from Gru and made no effort to hide himself whatsoever, and neither did Gru. And also, Gru did a lot of crimes as well, openly, if anything, while yeah. making no attempt to hide himself. It's, it's kind of so, hard. Uh, it's kind of hard. Where, like, where is that little spy network there? It's kind of hard Where's to be the like on logic the, following. It's kind of hard to be on like the DL when like you when a you live in like a giant fucking white fishbowl or something or if you're also or if your car is essentially a jet with wheels also why does he need to take out a loan for all that in the first place when he can fund an entire minion generated army to yeah that was all of this i always had a problem with that like why the fuck don't you just rob a couple dozen banks well because he's a villain he's not a criminal it's just none of it. They're, they're, when you say internal logic, I just think, well, what internal logic? And well, just none of it made any sense. Yeah, I can understand where you're coming from, but I'm also that guy who loves kid movies. Like, I'm going to be that 40 year old who's sitting in a theater without children watching. Uh, Yo, mini fish. I mean, yes, the DreamWorks movie made for children wasn't deep. It wasn't deep enough. Wah wah. But at the same time, <laughs> it's just like I can't really enjoy this 
film. Its directing was okay. Its storytelling was subpar, and the animation was kind of kind of okay. I like, of the, am going to disagree. Like, with just you no, on just most none of the points. movie in and of itself as. In the medium that it's presenting itself in, it, it just it didn't stand out. Even among like the other movies from that studio, like 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 in recent years, they had like DreamWorks has had fucking How to Train Your Dragon and Kung Fu Panda, and both those franchises are fucking fantastic. Uh, yeah, Kung Fu Panda kind of. I really enjoy started, Kung Fu Panda. Mm. Kung Fu Panda Three was awesome. You shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> DreamWorks, it's just. Keep pumping that shit out till it till, till it's dead. Yeah, then, and Disney never does that. Cars yeah, totally. three. No, because they just make bad movies consistently. <laughs> the se- most of the series are dead before they get off the ground. Like Moana was probably one of the few movies recently from Disney that I was like, yeah, pretty good. Aladdin wasn't 16. perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Aladdin sixteen. But it was pretty Jafar right. Creates Viagra. Oh Jesus Christ! Even when Disney was good, they did that shit to the worst. Oh, fuck. but um, Jesus Christ! What was I gonna say? Apparently, back. In, I mean, overall, I'm not back crazy. In, about the back in 2010, like the head of DreamWorks planned uh, six films for the Kung Fu Panda franchise. Jesus, yep. it's the new Shrek. Until Despicable Me came out, and they realized that the new little fucks they could market on instead of the Madagascar penguins were now the minions. Yeah, I hated the Minions movie with a Yeah, your kids will love those little bastards. terrible. No, they won't, because I'm not going to let them watch it. <laughs> How to Train Dragon 3 thing... is still coming out. Second one was okay-ish. First one was fun, but not perfect by any stretch of the imagination either. I mean, it was it was passable to the point where it's like... I could say I, I could say if someone asked my opinion of it, I enjoyed it. How did me saying that the third Despicable Me movie was the worst of the Despicable Me movies turn into critiquing all of DreamWorks? Well, it's a DreamWorks film. It makes us think, well, if this is what we're dealing with with DreamWorks now, does this follow the pattern of recent releases of DreamWorks films, or is it starting to actually break the mold somewhat? I was I mean, mostly I just to the trying to get And the answer is no. No, it is not. I was mostly trying to get us back on topic so that we could actually finish before we hit the five-hour mark. We are less than an hour in. I was about to say, we're less than the 40-minute mark. I don't know. I don't pay attention to how long we've been talking. I just know what happens when we get off topic. I literally have it up on my screen at all times. Same. Good for you. But overall... um. I'm not really a fan of them, to be honest. I knew they were just kind of trying to chill for what they still got. And I also like how Steve Carell just isn't even fucking bothering with that accent anymore. Yeah, I mean, accents are hard, man. Talking funny. Oh, yes, so hard. Why do you think I love them? I pretty much love most of the series that you just poo pooed, so. Like we're gonna have a difference of opinion there, so it happens. Um, what else have you seen, by the way? Well, seems like it seems like you've seen more than it seems like you've seen more than both of us. So I'm interested to see what else you've. 
Well, uh, the last thing that I've seen that I want to talk about is a uh, blast yeah. from the fucking past. So, who here has read Archie comics? Um, some. I think I so. They're they the ones the about that brunette for a kid, long right? time. And who here loves? It's, it's B got like movies. Veronica and Jarhead and all of them. Who here loves B movies? Depends Nobody? on the B movie. Yeah. It super depends on the B movie. Well, fuck you all. For anyone who answered yes to both those questions, <laughs> just go with the bit, guys. Fuck. No, fuck you. I like well directed movies that are written well. This is a TV series from God knows when called Archie's Weird Mysteries. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Archie's Weird Mysteries. Fuck that yeah. That was so fucking show. weird. It was great, though. It it's like shitty like it's it's like it's it's like shitty B movies told in 30 minutes starring Archie and the gang. And it is so much more accurate to the characters than Riverdale. Yeah, yeah, absolutely because it actually is the characters. Fucking 20-year-old Miss Grundy sleeping with Archie. Well, that's not really Miss Grundy. That's some lady who murdered her husband. Who gives a fuck? Miss Grundy for realsies is like, you know, regular Miss Grundy, but dead. Alright, so to give you an idea, so I'm just going to read off the titles of the first four episodes and give you a the briefest synopsis I can think of. Attack of the Killer Spuds. Sentient alien potato infects potatoes with the ability to transform into humans, is defeated by a microwave. Natch. Me, me, me. Veronica that. wishes that everyone in the world was like her. Everyone in the world turns to like her to be like her. Realizes she's a bitch. Doesn't change at all. <laughs> <laughs> Driven to distraction. It's fine it's, if it's uh, just one of me, and if that one of me is me. What What is the name of that book that Stephen King wrote about the evil car? Because it's that. Uh, Christine. Yeah, Christine. Literally, it's it's Christine. Um, and finally. Attack of the 50-foot Veronica. Do I even need to say anything? Nope. <laughs> it's like, this is what, this is the level of thought that goes into an average episode. And it is mediocre to terrible. <laughs> but I love yep, it because uh, the of series, how cheesy and dumb it is. The series ran from 99 to 2000. One season, 40 episodes. Yeah, makes sense. It is cheesy and terrible, and I love how terrible it is. Because, <laughs> fuck, I mean, you've got Archie Andrews writing a weird mysteries blog. Everybody's ripping on him for it, even though fucking zombie potatoes tried to take over their goddamn town last week. Yep. It is so many levels of dumb, and I love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. And I love my guy at Barnes & Noble who hooked me up. <laughs> shout out to that guy. <laughs> I don't know what his name is, but shout out to him. Okay. But, no. Um, the characters are all what you would know from the Archie comics. You know, Jughead eats a lot. Veronica's a spoiled bitch. Betty's the only useful character. Archie's the main character. And then there's Reggie. Then... Sure, Ooh. that's a reaction to him. Um, but no, like, literally, if you've read an Archie comic and you like shitty B-movies, you'll probably get a kick out of this. 
specifically B monster movies. This is like fucking like this is like, yeah, dri- like every every episode is like is like a fucking drive-in horror movie starring the Archie gang. This is like Kingdom of the Spiders starring Archie. So I guess C movie. Is there anything else, Caveman? Uh, the last thing I've been watching is Phineas and Ferb. Okay. Did the series end? I think so. I don't know. I saw it on Hulu and it was like... Not, not on Hulu, on Netflix. And I was like, eh, sure. Click. So, yeah. It, it's it's a cartoon about two kids who have the engineering knowledge of Iron Man. And yes, it is over. Season four, last season, aired in 2015. And they have like a spiritual successor now, don't they? Yeah, uh, Milo Murphy's uh, Law, I think. Yeah, my it's uh, Milo Murphy's Law, which is actually quite funny. Um, none of the kids have the engineering knowledge of Iron Man, so it's. Somewhat I mean, well, more, then it'd be it, the same show. Yeah, but main yeah, guy's voiced by Weird um, Al, so. Yeah, they have a lot of great songs. Um, there are time travelers who are trying to save pistachios. It's weird. Yeah, it sounds around the same type of writing. Because I was kind of yeah. charmed with the first couple of seasons of Phineas and Ferb. I thought it was silly. One yeah, of my favorite Phineas things Ferb... is... Go on. Phineas and Ferb is a lot of fun. It's it it The weird thing is its internal continuity. Because they reference shit a lot. And things like happen that have later effects in the series. And it is not something I would ever fucking expect from a show like Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> like I mean, I Candace can, I can begins believing in a nebulous Candace belie- begins believing in a nebulous godlike force called the invisible force that always cleans up everything before her mom can see things. And I'm just like that is actually believable. You have driven your sister to insanity. Bravo, Phineas and Ferb. Bravo. Yeah, she did it to herself. She's the one who's obsessed over that. They're just having fun. Just kids having fun. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and I'm looking at the release dates for fucking Miles Murf- Milo Murphy's Law, and yeah, this is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, that's why I don't watch the show anymore. Like, like elaborate. So, so, there, so, there, so, um, eleven. So, according to Wikipedia, eleven episodes have aired uh, with twenty-two segments because it is those things where each episode is technically two segments. Eleven-minute segments. Yeah. Yeah. So. First, so first um, two segments, October third. Second two segments, October tenth. Then October seventeenth, October twenty sixth. Then October so tw- regular release yeah. schedule. Then October twenty seventh. Then March sixth, March seventh, March eighth, March ninth, March uh, March thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth, twentieth, twenty first, twenty second, twenty third. Then July. Because Steven Universe is successful, assholes. Um. Yeah, I think they. I think that it's like pump out episodes. Okay, now marathon them. Now, shit, we don't have anything, so let's work on them for a little bit, go on hiatus for a while. Um, then instead of pacing ourselves and releasing them slowly over time, we once again blow our load three seconds in and uh, push them all out at once. And yeah, Hey, that bomb's Steven a big Universe, event, right? I think Steven Universe set a very bad example. Cartoon Network okay. set a very bad example. Men. Yeah, they've not been the best of how they've gone about. Because like recently. Adventure Time is having a pretty fucking shitty release schedule, from what I've heard too. Well, I, I believe Adventure it's Time is still releasing. 
I think yeah, it's I almost it was last season. Over. I, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure. All I, all I remember is that like a uh, Cora was very much like up the edge. Just like when are they going to fucking release those episodes for the fucking end of the season? Well, that show was a mess from the beginning. They only ever wanted one season, and suddenly it was like everyone make three more. Yeah, it's. I was not a bit not a big fan of of Adventure Time. Well, it's one of those things where they've uh, final episode of the series is scheduled to air sometime in 2018. Okay. Yep, they're on the last season. Yeah, I like the show, and even I can't stand the release schedule. Um, I mean, the biggest concern is that they just, they they Spongebobbed it. It was their main moneymaker, and that's like Nickelodeon had with Spongebob and Fairly Odd Parents, and they drove it into the ground. No, like, even beyond that. Isn't Spongebob still making them money, though? I mean, probably. still releasing new episodes? They're still making new episodes. That show has been around for almost 15 years. Yeah, but, like, my, my problem with Adventure Time is... The way that it keeps threatening to have plot. I thought they stopped doing that and went back to the original season one through two formula. I'm not sure. Like, like from, what, from what I saw, like season eight, like the last fucking like 12 episodes that were a single storyline. I think I'm going to do with Finn's mom. I don't know. See, but, I actually like the plot I episodes, but I've only seen up to season four. So I can't really give an opinion on the uh like I, I would plot like the episodes. I would like the plot episodes if there was like a payoff or like an arc or anything. Did I say fifteen years? I meant to say SpongeBob's been around for nearly twenty years. Seriously? Yeah, I was gonna say like that show is almost as old as I am. Wow, okay. Yeah, I'm barely older than that show's existence. Like that's a very frightening thought. Yeah, it really is. You know what's even more frightening? What's that? Mm-hmm. Having been there to see the beginning and not realize how horrifying it would become. Yeah. Yeah, I remember as a kid, I was yeah. just like, yeah, this is going to be fun. And I fucking watched that SpongeBob movie and it was like, yeah, this is pretty all right. And I was like, well, that's it for SpongeBob, right? And then there's every once in a while just, hey, the new SpongeBob's happening. And I was like, wait, yeah, what? Yeah, they, they had those few messy seasons where everyone was just like, whoa, what you doing? I remember really? during like I remember during like Legend of Korra, like like Korra would have like the really heavy shit happening, and then all of a sudden just like a little SpongeBob pointing and laughing thing would come up, and it's like, "Hey, new episode of SpongeBob tonight." It was also yeah. a matter of like I think it was like 2007, 2008 or something during the time where a bunch of those Rage comics were still popular. So being obnoxiously expressive with facial lines was really kind of the goofy, the goofy funny. Back well, then, feel, so it's like feel free to hate on me, guys. Um, I own both the SpongeBob movies, and I mean the first SpongeBob movie was good. The second yeah. one was really the, was the second one was really bland. The second one was it didn't the second have any one surprised me with its quality. Like I was expecting a massive pile of shit, and wound up having something that was mildly fun. Oh yeah, that first SpongeBob so, movie was like remarkably creative. Yeah, it was a blast. The second SpongeBob movie really bland. Didn't have any of the fun or whimsical nature that the first one had. And it's not just jading, being jaded with age. It's just look at the first one, then look at the second one. What even was the second one? A mess. A mess of ideas. It was uh, them turning. Well, they had. Okay, it was really confusing. But exactly because it was was a mess of ideas. It was like six episodes of SpongeBob's plot literally put into one episode. And I do mean six individual episodes of plot. 
I don't mean like they had a six-parter. I mean six individual fucking episodes. Yeah, what the fuck's happening at Cartoon Network? Like, who there has taken enough cocaine to make to think these are good ideas? Um, I they don't really have a plan. They're flailing right now. Um, Jesus Christ, eleven. Their seasons. major money maker is finally ending. Did anything happen um, with that uh, train show that we got a clip for, and I haven't heard anything about it yet? No, since? it's also like the it's also like that one show, Seventeen Forever or Thirteen Forever. Who the fuck cares? Some age tween. Um, those were essentially just uh, they were pilot episodes. They were supposed to gauge interest of not only the investment from the studios and production companies they're like hey it's good enough to we'll grant it a pilot but we have to see how it deals with um our markets and uh well from what we've seen this probably received mixed results because um that train show it was interesting but it was like okay um, okay, essentially this chick's stuck on a train, like this magic train, that literally each each car is a pocket dimension. There's not a lot of explanation for it so far. It was just the pilot, so it was supposed to set up the mystery of it. Um, I think she consistently has this ever-changing number tattoo on her left hand. And she's essentially supposed to find out what that means, how sh- how, how to escape the train... Uh, etc like if there is an end of the train she's on it, it really it really raised a lot of confusing and unanswered questions was it was did the show have a name um give me a second Not one I'm, that we can remember because i'm trying to fucking look up shit about the show and i'm getting goddamn nothing uh try infinity train. Tyson took, as... are you kidding me that took me three seconds i did train cartoon network it's called infinity train oh, cartoon network okay i, would... I thought we i thought you were talking about um nickelodeon yeah uh, yeah, I was going to say Neil deGrasse Tyson um, Corgi. We we got it. <laughs> um, I mean, it was it was alright. I, I don't think it offered anything new or exciting. It blatantly didn't break the mold when it comes to animation these days. The character designs were very very safe. Um, well, that's weird because uh, the guy who the guy who ran the animation did the animation direction for Samurai Jack and the Powerpuff Girls. It's doing the exact same thing that Adventure Time and Steven Universe are doing. Goofy, silly episode with a twinge of actual plot at the end. Ugh. Well, that um, was the As if that, that isn't already done way too many times. That was the teaser that we got. I, I would hope that... No, no, I mean, it, I mean uh, the, pilot is suppo- the pilot is supposed to give us everything we need to know about a show's... About what a show's going to be about. It's supposed to give us the taste of a show. Yeah, like I... And that's essentially what we got. I know that they put a... I think it's called part of a block called Cartoon Network Mini or something, which is essentially... um, uh, I think it's called, like, What a Cartoon or whatever back that Nickelodeon had forever ago in the mid-late 90s, where they would just have a bunch of shorts or pilot series, which is, you know, where Adventure Time came from. And if Come on, the, it, and they would gauge the public interest with the success of the pilot and then grant it a full run for at least a season before greenlighting it to a second season if the first season seemed to be garnering a lot of attention. And apparently it didn't 
uh, didn't go over well. I mean, we've seen nothing of it. Yeah, this yeah this literally this, this like is actually first released search on I YouTube. see. Yeah, first search I see is Infinity Train going to be a show? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of eight point seven out of tens, but it's like at the end of the day, did it really bring anything new to the table? And I, it's already my got personal a fucking view, subreddit. No. Oh, of course, anything that exists on the internet has a subreddit somewhere. We don't. Oh. Do we technically exist on the internet up. then? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I pay the internet. Um, there was another show, and I want to figure out what it's called. I know, I need to know if, if it's called Seventeen or Twelve Forever. Not even close. <laughs> Twelve Forever was um another show that people kind of raved about for a little bit that was doing the exact same thing of. Well, here's a bunch of goofy shit. We'll get a little serious near the begin near the end of the episode, but not really. <laughs> Rinse and repeat. Next episode. Um, and honestly, I feel like it was gonna be really hard to make that a series because here's the official synopsis: an enthusiastic young girl who doesn't want to grow up creates a fantastic world for herself where she never has to. You can only what? do the whole kid you need to grow up a little bit. Don't don't be cynical and hate rea- and hate the the real world, but mature. You can only do something like that for maybe four episodes. Wasn't that the plot of an episode of Gravity Falls? You get Probably. a movie out of that. Like, I mean, at most. I mean, yeah, you can make a movie of that if you want, but, like, that's such a small conflict overall, and I think the producers at Cartoon Network realize that because you really can't make a, a series out of that. Yeah. It gets boring. It's like, well, why isn't this kid just grown the fuck up yet? That was a problem with Steven Universe for a while, why people hated the the, the, the name of the show, the namesake of the show. That's why they hated it. That's why he was the least popular character is because the kid was so brain dead unresponsive to the world around him because he never actually like did anything grew up blind happiness even though for a good other chunk of it they had him be like no i'm gonna call out all the problems i see and the inconsistencies with people's attitudes towards serious issues and then it's like well that lasted all of none seconds because two episodes later he's doing the same he's He's back on that bullshit. <laughs> and I mean, there's a reason that people are falling out of Steven Universe, not because it's a horribly written show with no consistency and not ver- storyboarded very well. Um, but it's just a, because the show's a mess. It's it's a fucking mess. And there's literally you you can't argue otherwise. You can but any reason you come up with cannot make a reasonable, logical person who's willing to just look at things critically say, this show isn't a mess. Because uh, where has the show gone? Nowhere. Oh, well, now they're about to go to Space War or something stupid like that. Exactly. And it'll probably be another three months before that happens. Well, they went to space, then they came back from space. And then they went to space again. Yeah, and then and they and had this big, And they had what was supposedly going to be a big conflict, which 
resulted in nothing. It's like because the that's world's the show. Most, it's like the world's most boring D and D game. <laughs> like it's seriously that's the show though. It's we're gonna build up to something. We're gonna build up to something. Here's some fun goofy times. Uh, somebody's gonna sing. Somebody's gonna cry and have an emotional speech. Uh, plot stinger. We're gonna develop on that. No, fuck you. Next let episode. Me re- let me rephrase that. It's like one of my D and D games. Only they haven't gotten to the lame ass ending yet. But um, I mean that's that's why animation in the West is in a very sticky spot right now. Um, I mean, that's a but honestly, that's a conversation for another time and another podcast. To be honest. <laughs> Well, fuck you, um, too, then. Well, no, I was just going to say, like, that could be an entire episode in and of itself, you know? Like, I could spend another two hours talking about that, and this is a TV's and, TV and movie podcast, and we've only heard the TV and movies that two of the three hosts have watched <laughs> so far. So, Dev, what have you watched? All righty, then. I guess hopping back in the DreamWorks train, uh, I watched Troll Hunters. Now, what is Troll Hunters? I have heard nothing about this whatsoever, so give me just a, in a sentence, tell me what it's about. A young kid becomes the destined protector of a society of trolls. Okay, and this is a DreamWorks animated children's movie, correct? Uh, DreamWorks animated children's Uh, TV show on Netflix. TV show. Okay. Of which uh, we have part one. Yes, created by Guillermo del Toro. Well, weirdly enough. Something. Yeah, so in this world, um, there are good trolls and bad trolls. The good trolls Locking. just kind of want to live their lives doing fucking whatever, living in living underground because they, they because they can't go into the sun because troll goes into the sun, they turn to stone. No, it makes sense. That 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 yeah, tracks. That tra- yeah, thank you. That yeah, tracks. That, that scans. Uh, and then there are bad trolls who want to kill all humanity and slay the sun. Essentially, yeah. Uh, those trolls are called Gum Gum. Well, they don't want to kill humanity. They want to eat people. So I imagine eventually they'd realize they have to farm us. Yeah, so it turns into Daybreakers, but with trolls. Yeah. Um, How many episodes are out right now? Uh, I think like 26. Like 24. So the first season is out, right? Yes. Now. Yeah, it's a Netflix show, so they complete. drop the first season all at once. Oh, okay. Yep, because they want you to binge because they don't put out movies anymore. They put out TV shows and series. Yep. Because uh, that's their business model now. And I'll be honest, it's not like they had any good contracts for movie hosting to begin with. They had so many bad movies and so little good movies. Like, they had Sharknado 3, but not one or two. (laughs) That's how inconsistent Netflix was. So anyway. Is, how do you like it? Troll Hunters is pretty good. What makes it stand out? Um, I... The massive gaps in the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll say this. This is a show that does not do that does not sell very well through screenshots. No, it doesn't. Because uh, like, the character stuff for like the trolls, I think the trolls all look pretty great. Uh, they're able they're able to do like a, some pretty decent stuff with the trolls, making each of them look fairly different, uh, giving each of them a level of personality, but still like keeping them looking like having like similar traits throughout throughout all of them, so that they still feel like the same species. 
when you see a troll, you know it's a troll. So, yeah, like like, like all like all trolls have like the same kind of very tall nose, like right in the middle of their eyes. But there, but there are trolls that like vary wildly in like size and limb orientation and number of horns yeah, and number yeah, of I've eyes. Yeah, I've seen it now. Number of eyes and stuff like that. Oh man, this is very Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, unfortunately, the humans don't always look great, especially in screenshot where they all look dead. Yeah, I'm looking at the screenshot right now. Kid on the right looks like that one kid, that that one kid from uh, the Overwatch teaser trailer from when they first did that, <laughs> the teaser cinematic. Yeah, a little bit. Um, visually, the show. I'll be honest. Visually, it doesn't look like anything special. It really isn't. Like, like, like when it gets moving, it does move well. It's just. Like in terms of like technique or cinematography or anything like that, it's not doing anything we haven't seen before. So, what makes it stand out then? What makes you what what made you want to watch the whole season? Uh, Have you me. watched the whole season? Yeah, I watched the whole season. Okay, so uh, why'd you do it? Caveman talked about it um, in the last podcast, so he liked it. I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll check it out. I started watching it, and I just kind of enjoyed watching it. Like, like yeah, they have the um. Like, kind of the main thrust of a lot of the drama is, oh, I got to go and save troll people and stuff, but oh, I got high school. What? That is a bit grating. If I'm being honest, like, like some of the time I did actually end up like just kind of like skipping a couple seconds through just through any of the high school shit because, oh, hey, this actual fucking crazy person is going to do something stupid. I don't need to see that. But I... I think the show does a decent job of like building a real sense of threat. Oh yeah, the looming threat that they're like they quite often are like oh this show is actually really good at building a sense of oh fuck nuggets. Yeah, like uh, I like I really like the big bad troll man. He, his design is very pleasing to me. Yeah, and uh, that that big bad troll man is the son of the real big bad troll man. Yeah, he's the mid-boss. Yeah, and he's voiced by Ron Perlman. Uh, well, I'm already in. And his dad's yeah. voiced by Clancy Brown. Convert! Convert! I was about to say, like, anything, anytime I get a good opportunity to experience more of Ron Perlman's voice acting, I will happily jump on the opportunity. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a fairly solid voice cast. Um... I don't think our main character and his main female love interest are particularly great. No, I I would have to agree. Like this is one of the shows where the side characters are the ones who shine. Yeah, like uh like Tobes, uh his his best buddy. Uh he actually does a good he actually is so he's like the big he's like the fat best friend who's a lot of, who's there a lot of time for comedy relief, but he actually does become like fairly competent. Like, uh, like 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 Pardon? He's Ned. Yeah, okay, yeah, he's Ned. <laughs> Spider-Man movie. Yeah, he's Ned. But, like, what if Ned got a flaming Warhammer? Yeah, that's pretty sweet. But our main guy, uh, voiced by Anton Yelchin. He's not Anton Yelchin. May he rest in peace. Not a great voice actor. A lot of stuff he reads comes off fairly flat. And, like, his lady friend, I think she is... I think she is like written well and has like a decent amount of agency to her and stuff, and she does 
she I, I like what they do with her. It's just she her voice actress whose name escapes me doesn't do a great job like delivering on any of that. Also, what they do with her is for the most part generic and bog standard. A little bit. I hate I hate to say it's just it's trite. It's like, oh, I am the female character. That means I must feel weaker than all of the male characters, and therefore it must be one of my major character traits to overcome that weakness and become a strong character. Well, here's my question. What initially attracted... This is for both of you to answer in turn. What initially attracted you to the series? What hooked you to it? And did it keep that up throughout the first season? Caveman? Okay, so what initially attracted me to this series was a friend of mine. I had seen it on Netflix, and I thought, oh, that looks mildly interesting. Maybe I'll watch it. And then a friend of mine said, no, it's a pile of shit. You should review it as a bad thing. And I was like, okay, that's curious. That's how reviews work. (laughs) I was like, that's curious. I might have to look at this. So I put on the first episode. And stopped within five minutes because, dear God, they look horrible. <laughs> like, all of the humans are just no. They're just no. And I, no. I could not. I could not. Like, it was, if for the, the first time I watched this, I was not in the, just, I, I had, I, I was not in just the right mood, and I just stopped. I couldn't watch it, and I stopped. And then the second time I watched it, I was in the mood for a, ki- a kind of kiddie TV show featuring, you know, kid superhero, all that trite and cliche nonsense. And I watched it all the way through in one sitting you were, because you were in I... in your footy pajamas, you had your mac and cheese, you had your craft mac and cheese and your Untrustables, and you're like, I can watch this now. Yeah, and I sat, I watched it all in one sitting... And it's kind of hard for me to say why. Like, if I had to pick one one reason and one reason alone as to this is why I watched this show, I'd have to say it was just for the heart that was put into it. It Yeah, the voice actors weren't the greatest, but the story... I'm not going to spoil what moment actually made me stop and go, okay, fuck. But there is a moment in this show that everything gets for real and they don't immediately back down and say, no, 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 we were just kidding. If Dead Man's watched the whole thing, he knows which one I'm talking about. But there was a moment when I was expecting them to just be like, no, this isn't really going to happen. And they didn't. They didn't back down. They They killed a character. I mean, and I can respect them nutting up. He, yeah, and I'm just not used to that in kids' TV, ever. Yeah. Um, they need to more, to be completely honest. Yeah, like, kind of... But I can't say that was the reason why this show... I, I watched all of this. I can't give a reason why I watched all of this show. Because I just did. Like, I just sat down, and, like, every episode ended, and I was like, okay, when, when, I'm going to watch the next one now. Like... I don't have a I don't have yeah, a single so, thing that made me watch more. It the whole show made me watch more. Yeah, so for me what it was um so I heard Caveman talk about it. I'd seen it on Netflix a bunch and I was like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'll check it out. I got nothing better to do." See so this or watch Bones again. 
Yay, bones. How many times? Like five or six. You're doing better than me. That show's terrible. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so um, sat down to watch it, and I kind of like... Like, like, I like most of the trolls. I like the kind of, like, small world they built up with themselves with their own, like, little rules inside. I like the building sense of dread that they have going forward. Like, 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 like throughout, even though a lot of it is episodic, where it is just, hey, I got this problem, but I also have this fucking real-world problem. How am I going to balance the two? But then, throughout it, there is, like, the real sense of there is building towards something. Like, it, like, in, the, like in the first half of it, um... They established that the only way you can get to like a troll world is by going under a bridge. And each yeah, bri- I love that. And each bridge yeah, in the if you want good mythology and, and lore building, Guillermo del Toro will deliver on that every time. Yeah, and so like each bridge is connected, um like like each real world bridge is connected to a spot in troll world or whatever. And so the main thrust of the first half of the season is about these evil trolls, like the Ron Perlman one, and some other secret trolls. Uh, it is about them trying to reconstruct this ancient bridge that leads to this dark dimension where Ron Perlman's dad is living. And once that happens, release them out, all the good trolls die, humanity gets enslaved. Horrible shit. Man, he gets turned into the cows of the universe. Yeah, and so that is the, so that is the thrust of the first half of the season. That gets resolved, and then they get into a second half where it is where like they have something, they have something from the first half that is driving the plot forward for the second half, which then leads toward a bigger threat and a bigger like fight than they had previously. It is a decent, it is a decent sense of like actually building stakes and keeping a story going even after the supposed end and the bad guys defeated. I like that. I am a sucker for world building and mythology. I'm a sucker for that kind of shit. Uh, they've had some like decent villains uh, in the series so far. Um, liked them, and yeah, those those are kind of like the main three things that kept me going with this. Um, also, like all of these secondary voice actors, because yeah, like the ones they focus on, like the main, or I guess our main two aren't particularly great, but everybody else I think does a really great job. Like, uh, there's one, uh, regular, like, like there's a, one of our regular characters voiced by Kelsey Grammer. And Kelsey Grammer is just fucking going at it. That's, uh, Mr. Blinky, isn't it? Yep. It's Blinky. I'll always call him Mr. Blinky from that time when he was human. Yeah. And one thing that I actually found myself that I found that I really enjoyed was this bit of, like nonverbal storytelling with the goblins. Oh yeah, Chakawa. <laughs> yeah. So, how goblins work in this world is goblins are apparently an offshoot of trolls, and goblins are incredibly vindictive. And if you kill their leader, then they will do everything they can to destroy the thing that killed their leader. And the leader is always noted by whichever one has a fancy mustache drawn on them in permanent marker. And they select the leader by whoever gets the mustache first. Yeah. And so, yeah, and so there's a bit where, like, a, like a horde of goblins are, like, run through the street, and one of them gets run over by a truck. 
Then his permanent mark comes flying out. Um, a guy grabs it, draws the mustache on, goes waka chaka, and then those and then those goblins destroy that truck. And this happens like three or four more times, and it's never nobody at no point does anybody ever like stop and say like, "All right, here's how goblins fucking work in terms of this." It is just a little thing that keeps happening that establishes something about these goblins and is a visual cue going forward for any other time that goblins are involved. And it works really well. I mean, overall, the show the show seems all right. Yeah, the show the like, show is an I all right children's show. Give it a chance. This show is a solid, like three and a half out of five children's show. And that's not bad. Yeah, I actually have to openly agree with that. Yeah. So, uh, moving on. Uh, Game of Thrones is back. Whoa! Watch first episode of that season, and it's all right. Whoa. There's this weird, there's a really weird bit in it that I don't fully understand why they did it. <coughs> Where it's Sam at like fucking old town learning to be a maester, and it is just this recurring loop montage of him shelving books, pulling out shit from a bedpan, dumping that shit, and almost vomiting. Hmm. And it is that for like a minute. Weird. Reasons, yeah, and it's done in like montage style. Like it starts out, starts out with him like doing it, and everything's like moving at the pace you would expect it to. And then it just cuts to every time a noise finishes making, every time a noise is finishing being made from this one, from this like, from like the attack, from like the thing that's happening, like, like Sam just goes, and then that cuts. He pulls out a bedpan, like, cut, then cut. Uh, speaking of cutting, you could probably just cut this in post, uh, dead. But um, should we cap this at like an hour twenty, an hour thirty? Why? No, I'm just curious because, like, do we have enough content to supplement forty more minutes? Yeah, probably. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that like we weren't running out of stuff to like talk about. No, I got plenty. I got I got other stuff to talk about, and then we I got news and new releases. Oh yeah, I forgot about the new segment. Yeah, yeah, but that's why I was saying like you could probably just cut all this. I don't really even yeah, fuck, fuck it. It's way too. I, fuck that's, you. Too, that's too much fucking work to edit. The high quality. This is this is the, the the quality content that you can expect here at Death Store Casts. Yep. Be sure to support us on Patreon at patreoncom ddprods. No, don't do that, bitch. I'm trying to get you paid. <laughs> Patreon money I'm goes to you guys. You, you kidding me? Yeah. Patreon money goes to you if guys too. If you want to support your, if you want to support your Canadian fun. nerds, Patreon. <laughs> give the give the give them your shekels. They're the ones who are running all of this. I'm just here to be that goblin thing that you listen to. Motherfucker, I ain't doing people. any work. Dead man does all the work. <laughs> Dead man's do. the one who gets paid first. <laughs> I if do. I get paid at all, it'll I be because 90%. we got rich off of this. Anyway, money ain't, money ain't real. Anyway, I. It, this first episode was all set up. The first episode was 100%. Here's where the pieces are right now. Come back next week and things will start. I mean, yeah, that's as new seasons of any show or want to do. That that's, makes plenty of sense. Yeah, so Cersei is queen now. 
thought she was queen for a while now. No, like queen for realsies. Not oh. the play play. Yeah, like um, like like she she was um she was uh the I think she was the mother regent was her title. Where like where like her sons were in charge, but she was still like there and having some amount of power because she was mother to the queen. I mean, she mother to the king. But now all our kids are. Oh, but now all of our kids are dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, now all of our kids are you dead. You know what I really want? I want just like them to admit it and just make an incest porno. That's what I want from this show. Well, they can't really make. I want them to. They can't really do. I want them to porn. admit it. What, what do you mean admit it? Because that's what this show. That's what this show got to start as. It's it's tits and killing. Like that's all the show is. Oh, and you don't want it to like say it's trying to be something different. Yeah, yeah, honestly. There hasn't been a lot of tits in the last couple seasons. Or a lot of fucking I in the noticed, last couple seasons. I, 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 I saw a chart about that, actually. A chart? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. There was a chart. About the lack of tits. About the lack of tits compared <laughs> to deaths. In that was, it like a histi- was it like a tit histogram? <laughs> I'm going to see if I can't find it. Um, You guys keep going. Yeah, there's not a. Well, else really say like, hey, we're going forward, shit's gonna happen. Um, it's about it. I mean, yeah, we got set up. Yeah, like, hey, did you did, watch anything else like, in the recent weeks? Hey, did you understand? Hey, did you know that on the island of Dragonstone, there's dragon glass? I mean, do you feel like it would have been supplemented better if they just did a last time on Game of Thrones? People died. They did that, and then they did the episode. And also, there was rape as a plot device. No, they they did at that. the end of which people died. They did that, dude. Every episode of fucking Game of Thrones begins with previously on Game of Thrones. Frizzlies. Yeah. Oh God. And so in this, we see like, hey, fucking don't don't be the joke that I'm making. Yeah, like the, like it started out like, hey, everybody's fucking dead. Cersei blew up blew up half of her fucking problems. The other half killed themselves. I mean, I actually found something online, it. guys. Well, that's good for you, buddy. You can find a lot of things online. Yeah. It's kind of yeah, crazy. If you want that I'm incest porn you're talking it. about. No, thank you. So I'd I'm say actually, it's probably a Reddit for it. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm completely good, if I'm honest. <laughs> no one's completely good. That's a lie. <laughs> okay, I'm like 68% good, if I'm honest. I'm honest. Anyway, Game of Thrones, it's going forward. Uh, I'm gonna keep watching it because fuck it, why not? It's almost over. You're already hooked in at this point. You might, you're already strapped in. You might as well just get it over with. Yeah. How can it be almost over? Hasn't like the guy who's writing it not written the ending yet? Uh, he has not. I... But they have said that the show will be ending. I was about to say, like they can only keep it going for so long. Yeah, like, like they do, they do take a they do take a good chunk of stuff from the books, but they have uh, in the last couple seasons they've started like veering off from where the books were going with like you know script notes from Martin, I think. But yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, final show thing, like TV show I watched. Uh, I started rewatching Psych. I know, you know, I'm not telling the truth. Yep, that one. That show's still really good. Uh, any moments that still stand out to you, even after even after you've uh so far in terms of like um rewatching it, I've only rewatched the first two episodes and 
the ending. Ah. That ending, like, it still gets me. Like, in a way that I was not expecting. Because, uh... So, overall, still uh, still as good as you remember. Oh, yeah, de- oh, yeah totally. Uh, th- that show is still really fucking good. Um, I am really looking forward to that reunion movie. Oh, neat. Yeah, yeah, they announced they'd be doing a reunion movie, like, everybody's coming back, and it was uh, directed by Steve Franks and written and, and written by Franks and James Roday. Cool. Cool, G. Yeah. So, on to movies. Uh, Only two uh, things worth noting. Uh, I watched Hacksaw Ridge. I haven't... Is that the newer one? I can't remember. Uh, Yeah, I think it came out like a year or two ago. It is a Mel Gibson movie about um, Desmond Doss, the the, uh, conscientious objector who joined the army. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That came out last year. Yes. And he got a medal of honor without having without killing anybody. Yep. Yeah, uh so I'm not a fan of biopics because they are all the same. I watched them I, I watched I've I've watched like I think like three or four of them, and I could not tell you any appreciable difference in the way they handle things, except for Selma. That's the one about Selma, Indiana, right? Uh, Martin Luther King. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. I don't well, know anything. A, I was about to say, well, here's my first question then. Is it worth watching? No. Hacksaw Ridge. Does it do, any, does, does it do anything different? Uh, it really demonizes the Japanese in a way that I was not expecting. In new and interesting ways you had not thought previously possible. Yeah, because, like, they, like... Most most World War II movies focus on the Nazis because, of course, they do. Well, I mean, yeah, they were half the war. Yeah, but like, there's not a whole lot that focus on the Japanese, and any that do, like, they treat the Japanese like people at least. This Pearl re- Harbor, yeah, except for, uh, well, no, even Pearl Harbor fucking treated like treats them like people. They made them cartoonishly evil. Yeah, but like, having like, them actually shoot innocent civilians, which didn't happen at Pearl Harbor. Yeah, but like, look, look over at fucking uh, like the shit that takes place in Japan. That's true. They they are like actual people who are like, hey, I we, like we're going to war. We don't want to be at war, but this is the only fucking option we have. So let's do this shit. Like you know, more eloquently put. I don't think you could be more eloquent. But yeah, in this, uh, they. Yeah, so in this, uh, we we don't really see any Japanese people until, like, a little over half of the movie, I think. And up to that point, everybody talking about them is treating them like they are actual, literal monsters. You mean they're not? Like, like, like every oh. time we talk, like, every time they talk about them, like, every time we like, see people coming back from the fucking ridge, they, like, it, you know, they look like people who have been in a war. But instead of being like, oh, God, the fucking horrible things I've had to see and do, it's like, oh, God, those Japanese motherfuckers. They are, there's like fucking millions of them. They're everywhere. I, how do they keep fighting? And then we actually get to see them. Uh, we don't actually see them in the first combat encounter because the, because like the ridge had been um, bombarded by, uh, you know, bombarded by artillery from a fucking battleship. So it was all smoke and fog. And all of a sudden bullets just start whizzing out of the fucking darkness. It was like, it's the Japs. Get down. Never fucking going nuts. 
And whenever we see them, like there are only one or two moments where we actually see them where we can see like, oh, that's a person. Well, so wow, they've really demonized them then. Oh yeah, like, like, a, like there there is a scene out there that looks like it's fucking straight ripped from Starship Troopers. Wow. Okay. Not cool filmmakers. And there's well, they were I, I have a question then. Yes. Is there anything redeeming about this film? It is shot really well. Other than that, nope. pretty much just milk toast. Uh yeah, it is it feels it all movies about all biopics about people all biopics about people who are in a situation where you would not think that person would be have this tendency to treat that person like Jesus so you could say the same with like movies like like American sniper yeah, like, 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 all, and, and like a lot of those things, it is like, hey, this person is the fucking Messiah. They are the God gift upon these, this group of people who have come to save us. Like, fucking, I, like, until he, until he got castrated, I felt a similar kind of thing with fucking the Enigma machine. Just like, hey, this guy's this fucking amazing, awesome, fucking, oh my God, he shits his pants and fucking magic happens. He's so fucking smart. Hmm. Okay. I understand that. Yeah, but in this, it feels like particularly sacrilegious because the dude's like a super devout Christian. So mm-hmm. having a super devout Christian being treated like actual Jesus. <laughs> like, like, there's a point where he's being like taken down from the ridge and he has and he's like fucking arms out like Jesus spread. Oh, wow. And then like and then like as he's being walked through a crowd of people, it is like the fucking POV shot of a dude being walked through a crowd of people as the crowd just like very slowly parts. Everybody's staring at him in awe and reverence. Oh, wow. And the movie fucking ends with everybody standing in wait, looking longingly at this man as they wait for him to finish praying for their souls. Yeah, as a devout Christian. No. And look, no. Desmond Doss, the guy. If even like half of what this movie says about him is true, the dude's a fucking awesome person. Because like for those who don't know, the whole thing is that Desmond Doss was conscious projector who joined the military, never carried a weapon into battle, but was there as a combat medic and saved like 76 people. And also like survived everything. That is fucking insane. Yeah, he's an awesome dude. Yeah, but those actions themselves could speak to him being an awesome dude. You don't need to make him actually Jesus. I just think an entire movie off of that is just okay, I guess. No, and you're interesting. Like the entire the entire movie is only based on one part of that story. It's like, wow, an entire movie off of this. Cool. I'm not watching it. I'm not a big fan of movies based on things that really happened because one of three things happens. Either they offend the actual people that those things happen to, they ignore a lot of the reality and just make up their own shit because it'll make a better movie, or it's boring as hell because I already know the fucking story because, hey, it really happened. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for me for me the thing that always bugs me with these is like I said, they're all the same. 
It is. A guy gets into a situation he shouldn't be in. Everybody hates him. Everybody but, like, one person realizes that he is the fucking, that he is fucking manna from heaven. Then things cut away before things get weird. Like, like, I mean, like, I said, like I said, the only biopic, boring. like I said, the only biopic that I've watched in recent years that has seemed to get away from any of this is that fucking Selma document, is a Selma biopic, because it doesn't, like, that, that movie does a great job of, like, not really taking anything away from what Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was doing, but it shows him like he's an actual person who is, like, playing the system and is doing his best to push forward his agenda in the way that he can to give his message across. It's not like, oh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is the fucking... He was sent down from heaven to liberate black people and stop racism. It was like, hey, this guy has an idea of what he wants to happen. He is going to be very smart about how he gets that message across. And I dug that. That was cool. But anyway, last thing I saw was uh, they call me Jig. Uh, Movie? Yes. And I believe it. Italian superhero movie. What? You yeah, it's not. We have an Italian superhero movie that isn't Puma Man or Italian Batman. Uh, yes. Spider-Man. Or yeah, Superman. It, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is uh, an Italian superhero movie that takes its name from an anime. Okay. Yeah. So you um, have piqued my interest. Yeah. So uh, Steel Jig is a is a series from Gonagai. I recognize the name, so he must be prolific. Uh, Gonagai, he is the creator of Violence Jack and Devil Man. That's why I recognize the name. <laughs> as well as Cutie uh, Honey and Mazinger Z. I uh, like Cutie and, Honey. Yeah, and yeah, so Steel Jig is a series that was apparently incredibly popular in Italy. And so... The story about this, and so the story of this is about a guy who gets superpowers, and then, and then a mentally handicapped neighbor of his believes that he is the main character of Steel Jig. Okay. Yeah. So uh, there's this guy. His name is Enzo. He is a thief. He's living in a slum of Rome. And he is trying to escape the police, and so he jumps into a river where he ends up accidentally being exposed to a barrel of radioactive waste. Which gives him, like, super strength and healing abilities and stuff. And so he thinks, like, oh, hey, I'll just fucking use these powers to steal things because I'm a thief. And he hates everybody. He spends all of his days, like, eating pudding and watching porn. Like real man. Yeah, and so the first thing he does is goes to an ATM and rips it out of the wall. Okay. That's the takes first thing I'd do. Yeah, takes it home and buys just all kinds of shit. Um, unfortunately, he was not aware of the die pack that is inside of, uh, that is inside of um, ATM safes. So it explodes. Now, then he just has a bunch of money fucking just hanging on like clothing lines. Around his fucking apartment, so they can try to dry the dye off of him. Yeah, pretty sure that's not how that works. But okie dokie. Yeah, and then and then uh, he starts interacting a lot more with Alessia. Um, Alessia is the daughter of a crime associate of his who got killed. Her dad is dead, and she is constantly thinking, "Oh yeah, the fucking like King of Fire has him." 
or he or he's or like yeah like essentially he is essentially she is convinced that the that one of the antagonists from Steel Jig is hol- is holding him hostage and she sees this guy's powers and is like oh you're Hiroshi Shiba the main character of fucking Steel Jig okay and the, and then the movie is about um then the movie is about Enzo slowly becoming a good person what are you talking about? He had pudding and sex. It's all you need to be a good person. Come on. Yeah, and so and so she she's like constantly telling him like, "Hey, you gotta go be a hero and stuff, and do all this." And she actually like knits him like a she knits him essentially like a a, a wool mask that looks like the Steel Jig robot head. When was this made? Uh, this was made in 2015. Huh. Yeah. And for the most part, I enjoy this movie. Um, I'm still not entirely sure what I was supposed to feel about the relationship between Enzo and Alessia because there are times where Enzo makes a move on her and she, you know, starts screaming because she has mental illness. And I'm pretty sure it was implied that she was sexually assaulted by her father. Okay, boss. Okay. Okay. And yeah, so and so that so that comes up once or twice, but a lot of the other time it is like familial kind of thing. Like like he is essentially a like he essentially adopted her. Okay. So I'm not so I'm never so I'm never entirely sure what I'm supposed to read about that relationship. But I think it works for what it was supposed to do, and what it was supposed to do was it was supposed to make Enzo less of a misanthropic shitbag. Fair enough. Which it does. He ends up like actually going out and helping people and like saving shit. And there is a. And the villain of this movie is really shitty. Which is unfortunate because like his, his whole thing, like they, they build up this villain. Uh, His name is Fabio. Okay. So, so just kind of already, I kind of can't take him seriously. That is no fault of the movie. That is the fault of the West because. I hear Fabio. Fabio comes and to mind. I think he is fabulous. Yeah, uh, his his crime name is the Gypsy. <sighs> okay. And he wants to. I guess like, it's better than the fairy. Yeah, and he wants to set up like you know crime deals with uh, Neapolitans who are I think people from Naples. And he, yeah, he's just trying to set up all these deals with them and stuff, and everything keeps going fucking wrong. And he is a whiny bitch. Who is constantly fucking getting shit on. Everything is going fucking horrible. Until one time he gets to drop on Enzo and tries to get him to reveal how he became a super person. Which he does because... Which he ends up doing because they fucking kidnap Alessia. <gasps> so, how long is this movie? Uh, this movie is just shy of two hours. Hmm. And I a lot, con- a lot of content for such a short film. Yeah, and I do think it works. I do actually think that this does a decent enough job of having uh, of like having Enzo's story mean something, having his relationship with um, Alessia mean something, so that when he gets into the final fight at the football stadium with fucking the gypsy, it actually means something. It is unfortunate that the gypsy is his main antagonist because the gypsy fucking sucks. The gypsy is a fucking bitch who, like, the only interesting thing he does is he beats a man to death with an iPod, like a Gen 1 iPod. 
Okay. That is the only interesting thing he does. After that, he gets after that he gets fucking set on fire and half his shit gets burnt off. So he puts on a wig, gets a bunch of fucking makeup put on, gets himself a sparkly bedazzled coat, and then goes out becoming a supervillain, like fucking filming himself murdering a crime boss that had set him on fire, uploading it to YouTube, and then fucking putting a bomb in an ambulance next to a fucking football ring, next to a fucking football stadium. Um, again, title of the movie and what you're going to give it overall. They Call Me Jig. This is... Probably like, yeah, again, like a 3.5. This is... There's there's way too there's way too much wrong with it, like, intrinsically for me to, like, give it anything higher than, like, a 3. But it is... Or, like, for me to give it anything, like, higher than, like, a, like a 3.5 or a 3 or something, but... It still does enough that it still like solidly earns that three and a half. Hmm. This this is a very solid B plus, like B B plus movie. It's on Netflix if you want to check it out. I oh, may yeah, well I may check it out. But... Wait, is it subtitled or subtitled. Is it, does it have in- okay subtitled? Mm. That makes me grumble. I don't like reading when I'm supposed to be watching. <laughs> eh, it seems alright. Yeah, anyway. That's what we're watching then. On to news. So first up, uh... You guys remember Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Yeah! That's being remade again. No! Uh... Yeah, yeah, this is double checking, but I'm pretty sure this is the fourth or fifth remake of that movie. Why? Nope, it is only the first remake. What are you talking about? I refuse to acknowledge most of them. No, this is this, this is the fourth remake. <sighs> yeah, there was the original with Kevin McCarthy, the remake with Donald Sutherland. Uh, Body Snatchers in 1993, so The Invasion they... starring Nicole Kidman, and then this new fourth one. So what are they saying here? Like, oh shit, we should have done this. We need to give that a shot now and try this because we have this new unexplored way of telling this really relatively boring, uh, relatively uncomplicated story. <laughs> Fuck no. No, I'm asking like, what is it that they're actually like going for now? What they're, what they're going for now is people know what Invasion of the Body Snatchers is. Yeah, that sounds right. What? Explain. So, nowadays, what, pe- what the studios care about is not an original idea, not a fresh take on an old classic. What they care about is, oh, do people know what this name of... means? Yeah, I knew, that, I, I knew that saying. Therefore, nostalgia... Yeah, Invasion of the Body Snatchers is a thing people know about, so if they see the name, they'll buy a ticket. Nope. Invasion of the Body Snatchers is a thing I know about, so I'm never going near your pile of shit. Yeah, that's what will probably actually happen. I mean, that's why I'm not watching Jumanji. <laughs> at, least, no, at, le- at least that is a sequel. It's still a terrible idea, but at least it is like a different take. It care. still we looks like had, shit. We already had a sequel different take. It was called Zathura, and it was shit. I really liked Zathura. Ah! 
<laughs> Take off um, those rose-tinted nostalgia goggles and you realize that it's poo-poo bad. I saw it like two why years you, ago. Why do you hate everything that's made for children? I mean, not everything. There's plenty of things that were made for children that are phenomenal. It's just, Zathur is bad. It's a bad <laughs> film. It's mediocre. It's not bad. It's mediocre. I am. No, it's, it's really average. shitty. <laughs> it's also creepy incestuous because the girl starts falling yes, in love with the older version it of It really brother. is. That, it, that is really weird that they wrote that in. Anyway, moving on. So Ben Affleck. Might not be Batman anymore. What? All right. So this is weird. I feel nothing. This is really this. This is a really weird story. So this is coming out of the Hollywood Reporter. Um, and so for those who haven't been following this, Batman. Uh, so Ben Affleck became Batman, and it was said that like, hey, B- Ben Affleck is going to be writing and directing his own Batman movie. Like the solo Batman movie is going to be about. Is going to be is going to be wholly a Ben Affleck thing with studio meddling, but don't pay attention to that. Ben Affleck then dropped out of directing it, and it was taken over by Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves then said he will not be using Ben Affleck's script. Ooh, probably pretty bad. Then there were a bunch of rumors coming around that like that like that like Ben Affleck would actually be leaving the role entirely. Those were just rumors. But now, apparently, a source uh, talking to Hollywood Reporter uh, said that the studio is working on plans to get rid of Affleck as Batman. And specifically, I mean, again, I and specifically, nothing about this. Yeah, and like, so, I, I think, like, Batman. specifically, Ben Affleck's Batman, like, Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne. Well, I, I get him to retire or, like, die or like, go away or whatever, and then have somebody new take on the mantle of Batman. Eh, well, they got a big, big, major movie that they could kill off a character in. Yeah, this is um, yeah, this is coming out of like I said, Hollywood Reporter. Uh, they say that um, that somebody with knowledge of the situation says that he was working on plans to usher out Affleck's Batman quote gracefully, and it will be addressing the chains in some shape or form in one of the upcoming DC films. Grace. Grayson, Dick Grayson, we're finally gonna get the right Robin. <sighs> He's only directed one relatively good movie, and that was The Town from 2010. People liked Argo. Oh, eh, yeah, Argo made money. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't crazy about it, but just make like giving him the directed the director's seat for Batman. And then expecting that to go well when he has only two notable movies under his belt. It's like, the fuck did you expect to happen? Uh, they expected, hey, money. We 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 want we want money. What Marvel has, we want that. Give us that. No, you get none of the Marvel money because Marvel puts effort into its movies. Yeah, so far, DC has put effort into a movie. Fingers crossed, people. Fingers crossed. They just need to keep their consistency, because half the thing they don't have right now is consistency, and that's half the battle. No, they have consistency. They have been consistently shit up to Wonder Woman. Well, yeah, consistently inconsistent with their directors, and, and writers, and among other things, and... 
I mean, that's that's half the that's half the issue there is that it's like look at the Justice League film that's got director that's got different directors now after the whole Zack Snyder thing. I'm hopeful for the Justice League film because it has color in it. I mean, color does not a good movie make. Wonder Woman had color, and that was a mark of improvement. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but the Justice League movie also has some really shitty versions of Cyborg and Aquaman. Well, we don't yeah, know Aquaman's shitty yet. looks terrible. He looks like yes, horseshit. But we don't know Aquaman is terrible yet. Well, I mean, Jason Samoa is going to do fine, but he won't. I don't think he'll. I don't think this will be his standout role of the last decade. It will not. It'll also be unfortunate like, that mean, this is going to be our Aquaman. Like, it'll be limited to just the writing of a movie at the end of the day. It doesn't matter if he does a phenomenal job. If it ends up being a boringly written character with not a lot of opportunity to shine, you're, huh. you're, 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 you're going to be bottlenecked like by the plot. Yeah. You're dressed and, like a bat. I dig it. Yeah, and I should also say that um, this stuff, uh, that all that stuff about um, Batman... As it is, that is currently a rumor. Like, like, yeah, like, yes, sources have been talking to like unnamed sources, a Hollywood Reporter, but that could still turn out to be entirely wrong. That could, that could take that with a grain of salt. Is what I'm saying. I mean, it, yeah, that's fine. It's just, I wouldn't until, be surprised. Ultimately, until the studio announces it, um, Ben Affleck announces it, or we get an actual verifiable name for a good source, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I just, I wouldn't be surprised if that ended up being the truth. Yeah. Um, and with that, I actually have to bounce because I got to rebandage a really nasty, uh, can you call that a cut? Can you call that a burn? Describe what, it. What kind of wound do you call something you get from having a Dremel s- slip and grind the top half of your finger off? Ugh. Um, That's what you call it. Call it ugh. It's yeah. A, a uh, thanks, Rex. So at <laughs> work today, I was uh, doing the nails of a dog because, well, he needed his nails trimmed. And we don't use like clippers; we use like a Dremel because it's cleaner and it's faster. Uh-huh. Um, unfortunately, some dogs don't like that. This dog was one of them. Um, he wiggled so hard on his back foot that for the last part of it that the Dremel slipped out of my hand and essentially ground the, a good chunk of the skin on my middle finger off. Ugh. So yeah, that, that's, that's a even, gouge. That's yeah, a it gouge. hurts like fuck right now, and I really need to rebandage this, because I the best I could do was use a cotton pad and some tape at work. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So I'm going to I'm gonna make sure that this doesn't get any worse than it looks, because it looks pretty bad, and it feels even worse. Okay, yeah, good luck Bye with that, cap. dude. All right. Uh, thanks cap. for having me, as always, guys. Um, hopefully I'll watch more movies next week. Probably not, because I'm going to be in Florida. So, um, maybe the week after I'll have watched more movies and I'll have something to, uh, bring to the table. Maybe I'll have twice the reactions to make up for you not being here. Hell yeah. I mean, I'm going to be back before we record the next episode. No, I mean for this, the rest of this episode. Oh, that's true. Very true. Alrighty then. But until next time, I will see you guys. Uh, later, Cap. So, anywho, moving on to our next piece of news. Dwayne The Rock Johnson will not be in the movie Shazam. Yay, boo. This, I'm. 
So this was confirmed by Jeff Johns talking to um, Yahoo Movies. Jeff Johns is the chief creative officer at DC Comics. He said, We haven't announced any casting yet, but Dwayne isn't going to be in the movie. He's still doing Black Adam, but he won't be in Shazam. Those who don't know, Shazam is about uh, Captain Marvel. What? Yeah. Shazam is about Captain Marvel, a young boy who says the word Shazam and turns into a big old fucking awesome superhero. Uh, his one of his main antagonists is Black Adam. One of my favorite things ever um, is this Superman comic where Superman finds out that Billy Batson is Shazam and he goes to confront the wizard Shazam like, motherfucker, are you kidding me? Yep, that is Shazam Superman First Thunder. <laughs> it's great. Read it. It's great. It, it is great. Fantastic. This is the Superman that we deserve. Yeah, that is the fucking shit. And like after immediately afterwards, like, hey, that immediately afterwards, fucking uh, Shazam, Shazam the Wizard is like, hey, man, I can't do shit about it now. All I can do now is just fucking hope he does better. Maybe if somebody guided him, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Be a father. <laughs> yeah, don't like be you like... were never a father to Superboy in the um, Young Justice yeah, TV yeah, series. Yeah, don't be Young Justice, you. Be a real dad. God damn it. Anyway, yeah, so it looks like probably the fucking Shazam movie will be about Dr. Savannah. Oh, yeah, that's the... I mean, that's the only other real Captain Marvel villain that is a person. What did he do? Uh, What did Dr. Savannah do? uh, He made, like, science... Is he the animal guy? No, uh, Dr. Savannah was, like, a science man. He tried, I think, I think he he was doing everything he could, like, get into, like, the fucking Rock of Eternity. No, I meant, didn't he, like, make mutant animals or something? Not wasn't he an animal? Hmm. I'm not sure. I actually don't know that much about Doctor Savannah. That's because he's not really that much of an important character. Like the only important Shazam villain is fucking Black Adam. Yep. Yep. Entirely. Actually, he is the only. Like Savannah shows up whenever they like do like the throwback issues, like when they did um, like they did um like. Uh, multiversity or any basically anything that went back to calling Captain Marvel Captain Marvel it was Dr. Savannah doing shit but outside of that it is Black Adam or there isn't a fucking doc or there isn't a fucking Shazam series on yay lamest character yeah so uh Dwayne The Rock Johnson will still be appearing as Black Adam in the solo Black Adam movie. No. Maybe. Which Johnson will be, which Johnson will be, like I said, starring and also producing. Never mind. No. Just no. And the plan at the moment, according to Hollywood Reporter, seems to be to make the movies concurrently. No. Stop it. You fucking idiots. No. Why? Also, I'm pre- also I'm pretty sure there was like um word like word came out a while back that the, that the, like the Shazam and Black Eye movies won't be in continuity with the rest of the DC movies. Why would you do that? What? Uh... Everything's fucking retarded. Anyway, uh... moving on. Uh, so we got a new character reveal as well as uh, some new designs for the main cast of the third season of Young Justice, Young Justice Outsiders. Are they actually going to put it on any kind of service that I can watch? Because if not, I don't give a fuck. Who the fuck knows? 
but yeah, so uh, so the new character that they're being added is um somebody called Thirteen. We don't know enough. We don't know much about her. You don't even think about her really. Just that her name is Thirteen, and that she looks like the image that I just sent, Caveman. Um, even emo were Raven. Uh, no, she is the one between Blue Beetle and the Red Lady. Oh, so a person military guy who's yeah. the purple one then uh, the purple one is spoiler yeah that's stephanie brown the one who be- the lady who becomes the uh, the next batwoman after barbara gordon can't okay and the red right chick girl. with the arrow on her chest uh that is arrowette done the newest name for artemis Done. I'm walking away. Yeah, so the image so the image that we're looking at, um, it is from left right on it, uh Static Shock, Kid Flash, Robin, Wonder Girl, Spoiler, Blue Beetle, thirteen, Arrowette, formerly Artemis, formerly Tigress, Arsenal, and Beast Boy. Fucking Christ. The reason she's called Arrowette is because she needed a different name from Artemis. Tigress was too evil, and fuck it, why not? No. Yeah, so the kid flashes Bart Allen because uh, Wally West is dead. MIA. Yeah, he got he got sucked out of existence by tornadoes. I don't know. I still I'm still can't fucking wait for the, for this goddamn season to come out. This is actively hurting my brain. <laughs> Arrowette. Yeah, really? It's a, it's a terrible name. Why not just why not just call her Red Arrow as an homage to Speedy, who should because be Because there's already a Red now. Arrow. He's not Arsenal anymore. I thought he was Arsenal. Yeah, he was he was Speedy, then he changed the name to Red Arrow. They didn't make him Arsenal. I thought he was Arsenal at some point. Uh no, there is there is so so Red Arrow is the clone of Arsenal. Oh, that's fucking right. Okay. Yeah. Then why didn't she make her costume purple and go Magenta Arrow? That seems to be their naming convention. Because if you're not wearing green, you're wearing red. That okay. seems to be the motif for all arrow for all arrow centric characters. Why didn't they make her purple and have her change her name to the Huntress then and tie in that character to the universe? Because they might have plans for that. I don't know. I'm not a writer on this fucking show. Mm, apparently there aren't any. Because Arrowette should never have made it past the drawing board. Dude, yes, Arrowette is stupid, but the fucking... You remember the first two seasons? I don't remember any names as bad as Arrowette. They were really fucking good shows, though. Yeah, names yeah, are... I don't yeah, think... Na- the name is stupid, but... I don't think the writers who wrote the first two seasons are back if Arrowette is on the drawing board. We'll see. It's coming at some point to some service. Moving on. Noah Hawley. Uh, the creator of Fargo and Legion is currently in talks to make a Doctor Doom movie. You know, 
Because everyone's been clamoring for one of those. Is this a Fox project? Yes, it is. Of course it is. Did you really think that Fox would just give up the ghost and give it back to Marvel? Oh, why? Because fuck you. That is the entire reason. It is a fucking executive at Fox sitting in a room looking at a fucking copy of looking at a fucking like Marvel comic. And just and just like constantly flipping the bird off while just furiously masturbating, but not able to fucking come. I think this is the part where I walk away like Cap did. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, uh, we got the announcement of the new Doctor for Doctor Who. Yeah, isn't that a chick? Yes, it is. Cool. About time he was a woman. Yes. So uh, this is kind of a big reveal. Uh, the BBC announced via Twitter. Uh, that the new Doctor for Doctor Who will be played by Jodie Whittaker. Uh, Jodie Whittaker Jody was an actress Whittaker. who has been on Broadchurch and Attack the Block. Is that it? Pardon? Is that it? Uh, also like an episode of Black Mirror. Uh, that might be where I've seen her. Uh, the Entire History of You, for anybody interested in that. Uh, looking at it, uh, that seems to be kind of the only... Things of note. Yeah, so she'll be playing the she'll be playing the thirteenth Doctor, uh, kicking off in the kicking off at the series eleven premiere or in the or in the fucking Christmas episode, because of course Doctor Who Christmas. And yeah, so this will be the first time that the Doctor has been played by a woman. And everybody went fucking nuts. As you do. I'm mildly entertained by the idea. Despite the fact that the fucking creator of the show said back when the original series was running, the the Doctor will eventually become a woman, and the idea's been floated around since forever. And they've made jabs and jokes at it several times. Yep, and they just made the fucking master a lady. My question is, is she ginger? Like, are they going to dye her hair in this? Uh, nope. It appears she is blonde. But like oh, a dye blonde. dang it. I've, I, I, ever since that comment, that, that just throwaway comment, I've always wanted the Doctor to be ginger. Yeah, that, that'll be the thing. Like, the next regeneration will be like, hey, fucking ginge. And that'll be the only thing of note. Uh, so, uh, the other... The other uh, thing of note is that uh, the se- that uh, the next season with Jodie Whittaker, uh, the show will be getting a new showrunner. Yeah, and, uh, they, they got pissed at Steven. Steven got pissed at them, so they all pissed each other off and walked away. Yep, uh, so the new showrunner will be Chris Chibnall, who, worked, who, was, who created Broadchurch and also worked on Torchwood. I like Torchwood. Yeah, Torchwood was interesting. And then it got weird. Then everybody started fucking each other. Yeah. Yeah, so I... This might actually get me to watch Doctor Who again. Because I really dropped off Doctor Who once Peter Capaldi took over. Nothing against him. It's just... Uh, fucking Clara. I really hated her. 
Was that the girl who was like displaced through time in the Christmas episode or something? Yes. Anywho, moving right along. Um, as part of D23, uh, Disney has announced the main cast members for the Guy Ritchie-led live-action adaptation of Aladdin. Say that again. Disney has announced the three main cast members for the Guy Ritchie live-action adaptation of Aladdin. Yeah, I must have, you know, temporarily lost my mind, because I could swear you said Guy Ritchie-led live-action adaptation of Aladdin. That is what I said. Yeah, I need to go take my crazy pills. So, our core cast of Aladdin, Princess Jasmine, and the Genie are as follows. Aladdin will be played by Menem Masood. Sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Uh, he is an Egyptian-Canadian actor. Okay, I approve. Uh, playing Princess Jasmine is Naomi Scott, who we recently saw as Kimberly in Power Rangers. And playing Maybe. the genie... Someone who's not as good as Robin Williams. So. Mr. Will Smith. Nope. Just nope. Nah, not happening. Not gonna do it. Period. Why is Disney doing this? Like, is that it? Is it really just? Is it really just because you know the name Aladdin? So fuck you. Is that it? Is that the only reason they're doing any of this shit? No, it's because Maleficent made money. Did it make enough money to justify all this? How much did it make? I should double checking this. What is it? Ah, fuck. Worldwide, it made almost three quarter of a billion dollars. Told you. So, congratulations, everybody. We're getting nothing but this shit forever. Huzzah! <sighs> anyway final piece of news Wreck-It Ralph 2 Ralph breaks the internet you know that fucking amazing title it's gonna have kind of a big thing happening in it by having every single Disney princess in one movie, all voiced by the original actresses. Yeah, I'm just going to give that one a pass. Yeah, so we Pasolino. got... So, we have... Moana, Anna from Frozen, Merida from Brave, Rapunzel from Tangled, Tiana from The Princess and the Frog, Pocahontas, Jasmine from Aladdin, Belle from Beauty and the Beast, and Ariel from Little Mermaid. Tangled was Disney? Yeah. Man, that really feels like a DreamWorks picture. Yeah, also, fucking... All kinds of other shit happening, too. It's fucking... Well, it's weird. It's kind of cool, but also kind of weird. Yeah, unless it... 
like unless the trailers prove to be stellar, I'm just going to give that one a pass. Cause no. <laughs> you guys might notice yeah. I say no to a lot of things, and that's because I don't like it when people ruin just good things. And no, I don't have any faith in Hollywood. No, of I don't, you don't have any faith. Why would anybody have, faith, have faith in faith fucking Hollywood? In television. I don't have any faith in any kind of medium because 99.99% of what is produced is subpar to garbage. Yep. You have to wade through a sea of shit to get to one good show. Yep. Anyway, that's for and news. it's why you should listen to Death Door Prods to get our opinions. Yep. Uh, new release for this week. Uh, we got coming out this week, uh, July 21st, Dunkirk. New Christopher Nolan movie starring Kenneth Branagh and Harry Styles. Isn't that one of the teen boys? Yes. I don't know which band he was in. I just know that he was a pop sensation. In one Direction. Yeah, them. Yep, uh, we got uh, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. I am actually very interested in that. Like, but not the movie. The comic book. <laughs> the, mo- the trailer for the movie made me want to go read the comic book, not watch the movie. <laughs> Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> it's because I know the tr- movie's not going to be anywhere near as good as the comic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably just going to see it because I like like Luke Besson. I'll probably see it, but maybe not in theaters. Yeah. Anyway, uh, next week, July 28th, uh, we got The Atomic Blonde. Oh, so going to fucking see that. Yeah. Uh, the barn burner of movie everybody was fucking waiting for. An inconvenient sequel. The They're sequel to An Inconvenient sequel? Truth. Is it just a movie directed at Trump telling him, listen, listen, you're not as good as you think you are. Just just stop. You, you, you're you losing at every step. I'm just, just, just going to read it. I'm just going to read this. I'm just going to read the synopsis. Okay. A decade after an inconvenient truth brought climate change into the heart of popular culture comes the riveting and rousing follow-up that shows just how close we are to real energy revolution. Vice President Al Gore continues, to, continues his tireless fight, traveling around the world, training an army of climate champions, and influencing international climate policy. <laughs> Cameras follow him behind the scenes, in moments private and public, funny and poignant, as he pursues the empowering notion that while the stakes have never been higher, the perils of climate change can be overcome with human ingenuity and passion. <laughs> Renowned filmmakers Bonnie Cohen and John Shank have taken the baton from the 2006 Academy Award winner Davis Guggenheim. What started then as a profound slideshow lecture has become a gorgeously cinematic excursion. Our extraordinary former vice president invites us along on an inspirational journey across the globe that delivers the tools to heal our planet. The question is, will we choose to take the baton? Thank you, dead man. After the rest of the news, I needed a really good laugh, and that's what that was. <laughs> uh, be ready to have all that laughter sucked away, though, because now it's coming out next week is the Emoji Movie. Lit- wow, literally, I was I had a big smile on my face, and suddenly I was a frowny face emoji. 
I will fucking kill you. <laughs> and it's back. <sighs> How much did they pay Patrick Stewart to be in that? <laughs> Not enough. Like they couldn't actually afford. Like I, they can't have the money to actually afford him. They just can't. Not enough. They did not pay him enough. And like I constantly see, like I constantly see, just like fucking videos of Patrick Stewart selling the Emoji Movie, and I've never watched any of them because I'm afraid I'll have to watch him start dying. Anyway, that does it for this week. Thank y'all for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks' time with another episode of the com movie television podcast. In between now and then, we got some bullshit. I don't know. Well, then I'm dead. And I'm filling in for Cap. And we will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Have a wonderful time.